educated men, these men who ha had been were highly thought of and well studied and well prepared, said that we've seen in the stars that the son, the king of the Jews, was born. Yes, sir. And we've come to seek him that we might worship him. And, and, and so our focus is going to be on worship. Yeah. Our focus is going to be on worship. We tried to lay a foundation last week, Carlos, but today I think we can walk in the direction of worship Amen. a bit more. Yes, sir. I, I, I don't know about y'all, but if we don't learn how to worship, it's difficult to appreciate a blessed life. Amen. Amen. So if you would bow your heads with me, I, I want to pray, then we're going to take a look and see what the Lord has to say to us. So won't you pray with me? Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. There is nobody like you, oh God. You are an awesome God. You are a healing God. You are a restoring God. You are a revealing God. There's nobody like you, Lord. Your name is victory when we're in conflict. Your name is comforter, especially when we experience loss. God, your name, Jehovah Rapha, when we're sick. And infirm. There is nobody like you, Lord. And today, Lord, we come to bless your holy name. For you, Lord, are worthy to be praised. And today we come to praise you, to bless you, to glorify you. Because, Lord, there is nobody like you. Lord, as we go into the teaching of your word today. Yeah, God. Because there's nobody like you, I throw myself on your mercy. Yes. Yes, Lord. I, I lay out before you, God. And as I open my mouth, I ask you to speak through me. Yes. God, the needs are great. Yes. But you are greater than every great need. Yes. And so as I open my mouth, you meet the need of your people today, God. Whether they are near or far, in the room or on Facebook or yes, listening to this at a later time, God, whatever the need is, yes, we lift them to you today. Yes, Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Yes. Thank we you. thank you now. Thank you. And we bless you for the privilege of this teaching and preaching hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. So we're talking about part five now of walking into my blessed life. But the focus of part five is going to be worship. And I'm going to read, in fact I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of these two verses. And, and, and then we're going to look at it. We're going to read it from the King James. We're going to look at it in the Message Bible. And then we'll see what the Lord has to say for us. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, you've read it from the King James already this morning. So I'm just going to read it from the Message Bible. 
verses 1 and 2 of Matthew 2 reads as follows. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem Village, Judah Territory, this was during Herod's kingship, a band of scholars arrived in Jerusalem from the east. Did y'all hear that? Yes. Who arrived? Yes. You know, some folk call them wise men. Somebody else might say, uh, we three kings. But the message Bible says a band of wise men because they were well educated. Yes. They knew what they had seen. Yes. They knew what they were coming for. They understood the moment. And they were ready. And the Message Bible calls them a band of scholars. How many scholars we got in the house Amen. today? Amen. I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. I, I only raise my hand to let you know you can. Yes. But I don't consider myself a scholar. Amen. I study hard. I study long. Amen. But there are some real scholars in the world. And I just try. Yeah. How many yeah. scholars we got in the room? Yeah. Well, some of y'all still consider yourself scholars. Yeah. I'm not a scholar, y'all. But there's a band of scholars that arrived in Jerusalem from the east. And verse 2 says, they asked around, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? Then they went on and they said, in continuing in verse 2, we observed a star. Yeah. In the eastern sky that signaled his birth. Mm -hmm. And the verse closes. We're on a pilgrimage yeah. to worship him. Yeah. We're on a pilgrimage yes. to worship him. Yes. I don't know if y'all are feeling that. Yes, sir. Scholars, y'all, <laughs> but not too scholarly. To recognize the King of Kings, the Son of God, the promised one. When they saw it, they knew what they saw and said, We've got to be there. Because we could honor anybody, but we've got to pay homage to the King of the Jews. Somebody say, Glory to God. We're on a pilgrimage to worship Him. Yes. I got to give you a quote from one of my favorite uh, philosophers. You may be may, may be seated. Uh, in his memoir, The Soul of the Butterfly. And, and, and y'all know just by that title who I'm talking about, right? Uh, Dr. Muhammad Ali. Yes. This is what he said. And, and I take this seriously. He said, I have learned to live my life one step one breath and one moment at a time but it is a long road yes. yeah. Mm. Yeah. these guys were scholars they were well equipped they recognized what they saw I mean, don't let me mess with y'all too much but how often do we sit in the church because we think we're supposed to be in church, but we really don't know why we're in church. Uh -huh. How often will we tell somebody, I'm a Christian, until the spotlight and examination of our life comes on. Uh -huh. And then the harder they look, 
the more disappointed they may become. From the pulpit to the door, y'all. And, and so when I heard Ali's uh, uh, statement, said I live my life one step at a time, one moment at a time, one breath at a time, because we can get so excited and run around and think it's all about us and yeah. all puffed up and religious and full of ourselves. Yeah. But under the examination of the spotlight, yes. we got excited over here but couldn't maintain it over there. Yeah. One breath at a time, one step. I, I, I'll declare this, but then I can't measure up to it. Uh -huh. I'll state that, but in the back of my heart, that's the last thing on my mind. Amen. Anybody feeling me? Yeah. Amen. So as we've been talking about the difference of living my best life, compared to living my blessed life, I, I, I hope that all of us are beginning to get a sense that there is a difference, y'all. And, and, and too often in the church, we get confused about whether we really want a best life yeah. or a blessed life. Yeah. And many times when it's time to make a choice, we go for the best and leave the blessed. Somebody say, I, I caught that. But, but we're talking about transitioning, changing, transforming our attitudes so that we can move from being focused on best to being focused on blessed. How many folk are with me? When I was looking at these verses, first of all, I discovered there's so much background and history to the first chapter of Matthew right up through verses 2, 1 and 2 of the second chapter of Matthew. A lot of background. But our, our focus is, is going to be on the fact that we're dealing with folk who know something. I, I don't know about y'all, but I, I remember the days that I sat on the bench in the church and, and I thought I knew everything. The preacher would preach and I was so sure that I knew what he was going to say before he said it. Because I just thought I knew something. And I, I thought that I had it going on up here. I was too smart for my own britches as my grandmama used to say. But the reality is that these guys were well prepared. They were well trained. And when they were called a band of scholars, they really were scholars. Y'all walking with me today? And, and Matthew 2 and 2 says in the King James, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. First of all, y'all, I, I remember when I was in school, the more somebody thought they were intelligent, the less they thought they needed God. The more they thought they were intelligent, the less they thought you were unintelligent because you claim to be a believer in God. I know so many folk who would walk around certain that they were believers until they got in the presence of some quote-unquote academicians who raised a few questions. And these quote-unquote believers 
were no longer clear about what they believed. My God. My God. Come on. Amen. Praise him. Yes, sir. Well, I, I love this because we got some real accommodations here. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. All right. They know what they believe. Yes, sir. They know what they saw. Amen. They had studied long, and when they saw that light in the heavens, and there are all kinds of explanations for what that light was, but let's be clear. God did something in the heavens that got their attention. Not just got their attention, but it, it made them convinced that this was the act that they had heard so much, learned so much all about across the years, and it made them get up, take a long journey in the direction of the light, and then got the audacity to walk up in there and say, where is he that was born king of the Jews? Yes. They didn't just want anybody. Yes. They were well prepared. They yes. were studying. Yes. And, and, and they didn't just ask, where is he? But they did what we don't do in the church. Come on. They said, we have come to worship him. Yes. Uh, uh, in the message Bible, it says, where can we find and pay homage to him? We well, all understand that word homage means special honor and respect. Lord knows in the church there are all kinds of stuff that we bring in with us. The way we live at work, we bring it here. The way we live at home, we bring it here. The way we live in the bar room, we bring it here. The way we live in the gambling casino, we bring it here. If we didn't respect there, we don't know how to respect here. Because he's just God. I don't know him as the king of the Jews. I don't know him as the son of God. Oh, I know the name Jesus. But he was just flesh. Just like me. And by the way, I never learned how to honor anybody. Because uh, I don't honor my supervisor. I don't honor my wife. I don't honor my husband. I don't honor the, the, the seniors in my life. I don't honor anybody. So how to honor is foreign. Even when I think I know how to honor, I don't know how to honor. And I bring it to church. Let me leave that alone. We're on a pilgrimage, y'all. Yes, sir. That's what they said to worship him. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that it's really interesting to look at this text because uh, what we discover is that this text is connected to what is known in the Christian church as the Advent. Mm -hmm. Think about the Advent for a yeah. minute. Yeah. I'm going to give you the definition in a second, but uh, I was just thinking yesterday, Pastor Joe and I, uh, we, we pulled out all our boxes, put up our tree, put up the balls and the decorations. Then we went outside and put stuff up around on the outside. We had fun doing it. I had my music playing in the background. Uh, joyful, all nations sing. Glory to the newborn king. We three kings of Orient are. Then I sang, I, I had a little bit of the 
uh, other stuff that we listen to at Christmas, like Christmas comes but once a year. Uh, Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But I had a mixture of the spiritual and the world music playing in the background as we were getting ourselves ready and decorating for Christmas. But then the Holy Spirit began talking to me. I was thinking about the wreaths and the lights and, and all of that stuff. And that song, Christmas Come But Once a Year, came on. And I heard a line in the song. I might not be quoting it exactly. But my brother was laying down a bad rap. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And he said, look, the kind of love I have for you, Christmas comes but once a year. If I got to blow my budget, Christmas comes but once a year. I'll blow my budget for you. How many folks know what I'm talking about? I, I know I'm on the page because I know we got some folk up in here that will miss their mortgage payment, their rent payment, their gas or electric payment, will miss important stuff to put big stuff under the tree. My wife yesterday, she, she had three boxes, a real large, a medium size, and a small box. Gold boxes with lights in them. And she said, plug this in over here. And I plugged it in and the boxes lit up. And I remember the years when we wanted the, the bottom of our tree to be wall to wall with gifts. And we were busted. And I, and, and I looked at the lighted up boxes under the tree. Just three of them yesterday. And I thought about it. Man, have we grown. Look at here. We don't have to go out anymore and make the department stores rich. Celebrating a false Christmas. When we got the one that these wise men said we want to worship him. Where is he that we might pay homage to him? They didn't say Christmas comes but once a year. I'll bust my budget. They saw the Son of God. And said we want to worship him. What's Advent, y'all? Well, it's a Latin word. And it simply means arrival. And it reminds us that Emmanuel. Y'all know Emmanuel. We've been learning the names of Jesus in Bible study means God with us. God is for us. He is all that we need no matter what's going on. Emmanuel, the, the God with us is the one who came. And that got me excited yesterday. The lighted boxes, I was okay with that because I thought about it. Yeah, we're going to buy some stuff for the brands, but we're not going to bust the budget. We're, we're, we're going to tell them all about Jesus. Amen. One of our traditions was we, we would sit down and excuse me and read uh, the gospel story. I would read uh, Luke chapter 2 all about the birth of Jesus. We didn't just break into the boxes right. and open them up and throw the paper all over the floor. We, we wouldn't touch it until we knew about uh, why we were gathered there. 
And, and, and I, I, I read something this week. I, I, I want to leave this to you for next year. The, the, the book of Luke has 24 chapters. How about a, a new tradition in your family come Christmas? January, I'm sorry, December 1st, chapter 1. December 2nd, chapter 2. December 3rd, chapter 3. December 11th, chapter 11. December 18th, chapter 8. On down to the 24th chapter on Christmas Eve. Tell me your family won't be better prepared for the advent or the coming of the birth of Jesus. If you took a little bit of time in the Word rather than spending so much time. And, and, and let me correct myself here. Not many people go to the department stores anymore. They sit down with their devices and pull out their credit cards and spend all that time on the device. But I wonder if you got a Bible there. I wonder if you read the Bible if it is there. I wonder if you spend enough time in the Word to be so excited that when you saw Christmas coming, you didn't get all bogged down in the commercial stuff, but you said, show me he who is born the King of the Jews. Yes, that's right. I'm here to worship him. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm making sense to anybody today. But, but, but we got all kinds of stuff going on. All kinds of tensions and uh, violence and crazy politics. And uh, I, I look at folk and, and I watch the way we interact with one another and how we are unforgiving toward one another, ungracious toward one another, unmerciful toward one another, unloving toward one another. How our attitude is that I must crush you so that I can feel like I'm above you. When in reality, the more you take them down, the further beneath them you are. But if you were in the Word, you would know that Jesus is love. Yeah, come on. Come on. And, and, and the word tells me that yeah. I'm called to be more like him right. than like anybody or anything else yeah. in the world. Amen. Listen, Amen. we live in this stuff that's going on around us, and we get so caught up in it that we get numb to the reality mm -hmm. that we are children of the king. Yes. The, the, the reality that is too much a part of us is the stuff. Mm -hmm. The commercialism. Oh yeah, we put up a tree. But I want you to know Jesus is all over that. Amen. We put up the lights because Jesus is the light of the world. But we get so caught up in all of this stuff and the reality is that's not what's important. That's, right. That's why we've been talking about walking into our blessed life. Listen, I told you, I listened to the words of living my best life, and, and it was all about selfish stuff. It was all about me and what I have and what I can do. And there was no Jesus connected to it. There was no me blessing you connected to it. Yeah. And if I got something super nice and you don't have it, I feel like I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. That's what the best life is all about. Mm -hmm. But today, family, we are talking about 
walking into our blessed life. And the blessed life ought to remind us that no matter what adversity comes, I talked about all the, the people that have died in the last few weeks and the pain that we're going through, but those who know the Lord yeah. understand that the Lord Jesus Christ, the one that these men came to worship, is still on his throne. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It might be painful. Yeah. It, we miss our loved ones. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. If you're in a financial crisis, you feel the pain of it. There's no doubt about it. But the reality is, do you realize that you're still not by yourself? There is someone who is sitting on mm -hmm. and looking low. Yeah. Jesus is still on the throne. What we've got to remind ourselves during this Advent season mm -hmm. is that it's really about worshiping him who is still on the throne. Somebody say, I, I'm up on that. I'm up on that. Amen. As I was reflecting on the many challenges mm -hmm. that our folk have experienced this year. Yeah. And, and I've seen folk on great highs, but I've also seen some of us that have been on very desperate lows. I, 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 I've been with you. I've been praying with you. I've watched as you have been going through. And, and all along, the one thing that I knew for sure is that the Lord was still on his throne. Yeah. Even when you didn't feel like it. And when I might say it to you and you were sitting there kind of blank and going, oh, you just don't get it, preacher. Mm -hmm. The reality is if anybody knows it and holds on to it, mm -hmm. by and by, even in your blankness, you're coming back around to the fact that the Lord is still there when everybody else is gone. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Mm -hmm. So Matthew 2 and 2, they call them a band of scholars. Watch this. They were coming to worship the newborn king of the Jews. What actually they understood is that God had wrapped himself up in flesh and stepped from eternity into time. Y'all yes. yes. hear what I'm saying? Yes. He identified himself with us yes. and all the experience that we are going through. Yes. Uh, he, he was talked about. He was taken advantage of. They messed with him. They tried to make him feel like he was less than a human being. You've been there. You know the experience. You've had folk try to uh, treat you like you were a nobody. Yes. He's been there. He's been there. He knows the experience. He stepped into time. And when these guys knew that he had stepped into time, instead of them coming in and joining everybody else like the king who wanted to try to get rid of him, they said what? We have come to worship him. These wise men knew who he was. And that's why they came to worship. Listen, God is challenging us, y'all. God is challenging us. God, God's challenge to the church is this. He says, you come to church. 
but you don't come to me. Oh, I need to be a Christian. I have an obligation to be in the church. When it's convenient, I'll be there. And God said, even when you're there, you didn't come for me. You can't because you felt a religious obligation. Might as well stay home. You're really not obligated to me. I mean, you just have a religious thing about being in church. But you really don't come to me. You've heard about me, but you really don't know me. So while the wise men came to worship, you come and you... They have a religious need. They want to present themselves as if they are Christians and uh, they want to feel an obligation. But when God is saying to us, if you worship me, I'll give you a blessed life. Church folk come because they want the blessed life. But they want it manifested in a best life. They consider the blessed life to be a new car, a new house. Uh, nice things, nice being able to travel, do all of that, and, and that's the best life. Oh, I'm sorry that you can't do that too, but if you do what I did, maybe you can have it too. Uh, I'm just being real. That's who most of us as Christians really are. Uh, somebody's in a struggle, but I don't have time for you. I don't even have time to pray for you. Shucks, if you would simply change your ways, you'd be doing as well as I'm doing. Let me tell you a little secret. You might be living a best life right now, but by and by, when the morning comes, let me tell you, the old time songwriter said, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. The world gives you a best life, but they can't give you a blessed life. The world gives you a best life, and before long, they pull out the rug. God gives you a blessed life, and if the rug get pulled out, I, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou shalt remove thyself from where shall I go? I don't know if you're hearing me today, but we're, we're talking about uh, walking into our blessed life because the best life is filled with selfishness. Yes. And we come up into the church mm. selfish. Mm. Come on. I only come to get blessed. Mm. Come yeah. on. Come on, Pastor. What did you get in church today? Mm. Well, I didn't get much out of it. My God. Come on. The choir was nice, but I didn't get much out of it. Mm. And God might ask the question differently. Instead of asking you, what did you get in church today? God might ask the question, what did you bring to church today? Because these educated men, when they came, they didn't come asking for anything. In fact, we heard in another text, they brought gifts. 
and came to worship. Yeah. Well, we come to say I was in church, but come on, now can't we get out of here a little bit quicker? Yeah. Got places to go, things to do, people to see. I'm living my best life. This is supposed to be the Christmas, Christmas season, y'all. So I'm, I'm preaching a Christmas message in case y'all didn't know it. Listen, 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 listen. Watch this. They came to worship. We come to put in our time. They came to get to know him. We come thinking we already know enough about him. That's why we don't have much time for him. Because we really don't know enough. But we are so educated that we think we know enough. Mm, my God. Preacher, get off of my toes. Yeah. Yeah. 